Hello, I'm Michael Walter. And I'm Ashley Walter. And you're listening to With With Love, Love, The Walters. Hey family, this is the third episode of With Love, The Walters. What, what, what? We'd like to welcome you to um, this episode titled Keep Hope Alive. Yeah. The Black History Edition. What's up, guys? So since it is February, we thought it'd be fitting to do an episode about um, black stigmas in the black Mm. household and statistics that are kind of typical and um, some things that sometimes we tend to sweep under the rug as uh, black people as a whole, (laughs) things we don't like to talk about. Mm. Um, And even some of our own experiences in our own families, Michael and I would will touch on too. So let's get started. Okay. So I wrote a few things down. This conversation really um, happened organically at the time when we were talking about it. And I was like, Ooh, that's a good podcast episode. So <clears throat> we were just talking about some things that um, occur in the black household, like some rules kind of thing, you know, that kind of happens with some cultures, like you kind of develop these unsaid rules you know, mm-hmm. so like, for example, um, black people, we don't get divorced. We just suffer through it. Mm. <laughs> um, another one is uh, financial literacy mm. um, in the black household. And we have I, it's I, a big one. Yeah, it's a big one. Or should I say illiteracy? It's not a lot right, of right, not right, a lot right. of conversations happening there money wise. Um, also, Hopefully that's changing. Hopefully. Yeah, we're Perf- hoping that's preferably. changing. Yeah. And the, just the des- decisions that you can start making, you know, as a black individual and some things that we've started doing as well to mm. become more financially literate. So let's just hop into it. Like a budget. No. Right, right. Let's talk about it. So first, I wanted to talk about we don't get divorced. We suffer through it. <laughs> um, I remember hearing that on an episode yeah. of the Carmichael show. Uh, and they actually quoted that. He said, like, we don't get divorced and we suffer through it. And it was hilarious, but it was sad because it was so true about, you know, we just, um, and, you know, we don't condone divorce. Not at all. You know, so for all of you Christians out there that want to break out Malachi, we know what the Bible <laughs> says. About the Lord hates divorce, okay, you know, but he does not hate the people that parties that are involved. If they are in a toxic right. situation, we do not believe in remaining in that relationship. Correct. Um, if you've got to pull yourself away and pray and then let them get their life together, or you may just have to move on and God will still love you and that other person, you know? Um, so yeah, that's. I think, you know, <laughs> speaking of stigmas, one thing of, of us, I think, as people of color, black people, we are loyal to Ooh, a fault. That's true. We are very loyal. And I think because we're so loyal and I don't know if we're just loyal because we're loyal people or if we've been trained that way or it's this kind of thing of, you know, I think, you know, I would even venture to say that slavery and all of that may have Mm -hmm. something to do with that because it's like man we got to stick together right you know it's me and you like we Mm -hmm. you know and so i think 
a lot of times though that loyalty becomes dysfunctional yes and when we are loyal to dysfunctional situations now it becomes toxic for our life it becomes an unhealthy loyalty so that we've got to distinguish as people but it's particular in this segment we're talking about black people the difference between healthy loyalty and unhealthy loyalty come on that's so good. That's good. And I think we even see that in the church sometimes. Oh, yes. And it's particularly since we're talking about our, our people. Mm-hmm. We see that um, sometimes like your grandma or your auntie or somebody at the church, they are so loyal, even loyal. Been going to that church 20, 30 years. Even though they may have experienced church hurt after church hurt uh-huh. and disrespect from the leadership or, you know, something like that. But they still remain loyal to that organization. And so sometimes we can be loyal to a fault. Well, and the thing is, we say that, you know, even the term church hurt, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like that's a nice cover up for the person who hurt you because the reality is the building didn't hurt you, you know? And I know the Bible says we are the church, but it really was an interaction. It was a person, somebody who let you down, somebody who did something, said something, and it offended you, it hurt you, it right. disappointed you. And, you know, it does cause people to leave. Um, but I think that with our loyalty, I think we have to be honest and say, is this healthy, though? Right. Is this productive for my life, for my future? You know, and I don't believe the Lord wants us to stay in unhealthy, toxic situations. I don't care what organization it is. Mm-hmm. And I know that's a hard thing to come to grips with, but I think we just have to be honest with ourselves. Yeah. You know? I think instead of suffering through it, we need to actually ask a question. We need right. to ask ourselves a question. Is this, like you said, is this healthy? So instead of just taking it and saying, yep, this is how it is, I think we need <laughs> to stop and really reflect where we're at absolutely you know and so you know we see that a lot i I even see that in my own family you know just just different family members just just like well we're just kind of suffering through it nobody's making any changes we're just kind of it is what it is right but i i feel like that's it's up to the individual you know it's like we we actually have a choice in this i think it's sad yeah because that's so disempowering Mm -hmm. you know it's like this is what it is but it doesn't have to be what it is. That's the thing. You can make a change. But see, it takes courage to make a change. Yeah. Especially when you've been doing something for so long or you've been in something for so long. It takes courage. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think about, you know, we are Christians. We're Bible uh, people. And I think that of the children of Israel, well, they were enslaved. You know what I'm saying? For so long. And then here is this. Hope of a promise of a better life, of a better future. And it's like, we're going to go to the promised land. And I can believe that that sounds good right. at the start. But then when you think of effort, like we learned last week at the marriage conference, by the way, shout out to XO for all the couples or even dating if you want a conference and know they are not uh, paying us for this, although it would be nice, but um, they don't even know we're doing this. But uh, you should definitely go check it out in Dallas, Texas. They have them in Houston. They have them really all over. But go check out Exo Marriage. It was great. But uh, one of the speakers 
said that effort is the universal lung language. And that was just so good to yeah, me. Language, yeah. And I think that it takes courage. It takes effort to change your situation and really to walk is. into change, you know, and to say, you know what? I'm going trusting you, Lord. That's and I'm going to make an effort to see things shift so they don't have to stay the way that they are. Yeah. You know, and speaking of things staying the way they are or making an effort, I want to transition to the next thing here that we just touched on mm-hmm. at the beginning was this financial literacy. Mm. Um, that takes a lot of effort. <laughs> it does. And I think sometimes as black people, we use the excuse as, uh, you know, well, I didn't know that growing up. I didn't learn that. Nobody taught me. And which that's probably is true. Probably true. Mm-hmm. But now what? Right. Now that you realize the the ignorant your in, ignorance in that, and ignorance is not a negative term. It's, it's not. Ignorance just means you didn't you know. You don't know, that's all. So now that we realize our I- ignorance in that ta- in that area, what are we doing about it? How long will we remain ignorant? Correct. You know, Jesus yeah. even Jesus said, "My people he- perish for the lack of knowledge, yes. knowing." You know, and this is the reality. I know that they're saying what you don't know won't hurt you. But guys, let me tell you something. What you don't know will hurt you. Matter of fact, what you don't know will kill you. What? It can. You know, and so I think that you're right. You're removing the crutch from us. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we've got, I mean, information galore. Now, don't get me wrong. You got to weed out between what's credible and what's not. But I mean, today it's just so much that yes. we are privy to. You know, thank God, you know, people who are writing about finances and their journeys and all of that. So I think we just have to be willing to make an effort like we've been talking about to be a student and not just learn the knowledge. But after we learn it, we have to apply it so it actually makes a difference in our lives and in our generate the generations to come lives, you know. Right. Yeah. Statistically. If, and you can look this up anywhere. Um, statistically, um, our, our Caucasian counterparts, they are much more wealthier than us in the average household, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, and us, we, you know, our average, I looked up a statistic. They said the median income in 2020 for uh, the black household was $45,000. Mm. Okay. And then um, the median income in the white household was $74,000, a little over that. And so um, it's just, we know that the odds are already stacked against. We're already playing catch up here. But let's let's start to, um, uh, what do you say, uh, fill in the gap a little bit. And, mm-hmm. and close the gap. That's the word I'm looking for. Close the gap by getting educated ourselves. And some of you may or may not know this, but Michael and I, um, we began going through the Dave Ramsey program. Financial uh, Peace Financial Peace University. University. And that was really our first stop to learning financial literacy. It's a great uh, base, great oh, foundation. Great foundational program. Um, yeah. Now, do we believe everything Dave Ramsey says? Right. No, eventually we, we, you know, came to our own, you know. But it's like the same. You got to start somewhere, though. You have to start start somewhere. somewhere. 
And that was a great foundational tool for us to kind of start understanding money. And I will say, you know, growing up in my household, my, my parents, you know, my dad, he did teach us a little bit about credit and how credit works. And, you know, we, we, we learned a little bit, um, uh, as far as financial things go, mm-hmm. but, you know, being a part of that financial peace university program really helped solidify a lot of that stuff and added on top of things that I didn't know. Oh, absolutely. You yeah. Know? I mean, it was definitely eye opening, you know, to learn about mm-hmm. finances. And by the way, if you guys follow us on uh, IG, we actually released a resource and a course that you could go get where we walk through how we became debt free. Yeah. You can do it with us. Yeah. We, so. we paid off a little over $57,000 yeah. in, in debt. And so that's actually in 32 months in 32 months. That's right. So that's a whole nother podcast that we'll we'll talk about. Um, But yeah, we definitely do have a resource there. And so we took the tools, we got educated, and Mm -hmm. we became financially literate when it came to, you know, the basics. Getting out of debt. And getting out of debt. And so as a black people, a black, black, you know, community, we've got to do what we can to get educated ourselves because nobody's going to knock on our door and say, hey, let me teach you how to do this. Especially personally, we got to get out of debt, man. You know? Right. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. I I definitely agree that that finances is, that's a big, you know, it's a big thing that holds us back. You know, it holds us back as a community. It is. But there is hope. Yeah. That's why this episode is called Keep Hope Alive. Exactly. There is hope for us. Yes. And we'll talk a little bit more about that hope. We're going to go to a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. are firm believers in wearing our faith and what we believe in. One of our favorite clothing brands is God Made Merch. You can actually see us rocking their t-shirt on the cover of our debt-free resource. They designed their apparel to represent God and the millions of people that have acknowledged that we are all created in His image. You can find us rocking their merch regularly. Yes, and we have actually partnered with them. And right now, you can get 15% off of your purchase by using the discount code WALTER. That's capital W-A-L-T-E-R. Go check them out today, and you'll thank us later. Okay, so we're back. So talking about hope here and keeping hope alive and talking about what we can do as a black community to just we're really here to give you some hope this saying like yes. hey we don't have to stay like this like you know there's 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 a future for us here there's hope that things can get better for us and a lot of times we're going to be the ones in the driver's seat here so um you I, have a choice you have a choice in the, in the matter so um something else we wanted to talk about um another stigma that i wrote down was keeping secrets mm. and not saying this is just in the black household, but I right. know that a lot of it's times it's like what you see in this household. You don't tell anybody you, we don't ever talk about it again. Uh-oh. It's off limits. And so, you know, what does that do? You get into some touchy stuff. I know. You? I'm like, I'm getting into the, the, the psychology, the psyche here mm. of, mm. of our people. And I, and I think, that really um, hinders us as far as how open we are mm-hmm. in general. We talk about this a lot too. Right. And I don't know if any of y'all ever noticed this, but 
I know everybody, especially if you ever got that one that one white friend <laughs> or that one white person that you know that is so generous. You're like, man, they're like, yeah, man, you can borrow my car. Or, yeah, man, you need some groceries. It's like, man, they're just so generous sometimes. Like, they're so open. Yeah, you need a place to stay. You come stay with me. I'm like, would we ever do that? I don't think we, they're like, that's not even our first thought. It's like... <laughs> I'll give you some money, maybe, but we are so guarded as you go pay people. Me back. You go pay right, me back. right. Well, you ain't gonna pay me back, so I'm not like we just worry about us. We're guarded. Mine, me, absolutely. My, you know, I'm gonna take care of mine. You take care of you. Yeah. I'm like, why are we like that? It's like, but I think you know, it's because again, not making an excuse, but it's the experience that we've had as a black people mm-hmm. that has shaped our reality that has shaped how we view life yeah you know and how we view life and how we view people yeah we view as people are always trying to take right and not give or or get over exactly you know and i think then we although we do that to our own people we do <laughs> we do we look at that through that lens of oh you're not gonna get over on me today you know because a lot of black businesses <laughs> we don't Either support them or mm-hmm. we go vandalize them. We go, I mean, it's like we're doing this to our own people. This people. is terrible. Right. We got to do better, people. We got to do better. Right. And so I think where does that start? That starts with being open. And since mm-hmm. this is a marriage podcast, too, being open with your spouse. Because I'll say, coming from a black household, we're not used to talking things out. Or I know for me, um, mm-hmm. you know, in my household, we did, we don't say sorry. We never said. I never really heard that growing up. You know, people saying, you know, like, or even with with my sister or just parent, like, we don't really say sorry. It's you. like we just walk away, don't talk to each other for for maybe an hour or two, then we come back and act like nothing happened. Right. <laughs> it's like, why is that? It's like, um, it's we got to deal with stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And which leads us to what. Hmm. We don't do counseling. We don't do counseling. We sure don't. You going to counseling? Something wrong. Ain't nothing wrong with you. You, oh, you know, <laughs> it's Jesus oh, my and goodness. therapy. People, I've yes. seen those hoodies and T-shirts. I yeah. want one of those. We definitely need to get one of those hoodies. Um, shout out to Jackie Hill Perry. I think. Oh, did um, she wear it? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's their company. Oh, really? Bold Apparel. Okay, I believe that. that. Yeah, but um. Yeah, it, it doesn't have to be either or, guys. For my believers out there, Christians, it's Jesus and therapy. The Bible calls the Holy Spirit a counselor. Come on. You can say that again. <laughs> That's so true. The Bible, what are the names, literally, or characteristics, or the uh, jobs, is the Holy Spirit is a counselor. Thank you. And then Psalms 1 talks about Blessed are they that do, that what doesn't stand uh, in the counsel of the ungodly. But it didn't say not be a part of any counsel. It just said don't be a part of ungodly counsel. Wow. So that means if we don't need to be a part of ungodly counsel, we need to be a part of godly counsel. And then the Bible also says in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. Wow. So I think that we just got to reframe how we view counseling as black people, but especially for believers. Because again, it is absolutely safe and healthy and necessary for us to use. 
Going to counseling is not a sign of weakness. Mm -mm. It's It's strength. It's a sign of strength, you know? And so there's nothing wrong with, because I know Michael and I, we mentioned the Exo Marriage Conference, but to us, we go to the Exo Marriage Conference once a year. And it was funny because after about the third time, we've gone there six times. This was our sixth year going to that marriage conference. Yes. And after about the second or third time of us going, I remember. It was like, like all right. Like our parents like were like. Y'all going again? Y'all going again? Like, what? What's wrong? With, what's wrong with y'all? Why are y'all going to the marriage conference again? Something wrong with y'all's marriage? No. But you know what the Bible says: where your treasure is, your heart will be also. Yeah. And I believe you. You invest in what you value. Mm. I can tell you what you value by where you put your money. Yeah. That's good. Do you value your marriage? Yeah. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Don't shoot me, guys. We value a lot of stuff. We value Gucci, Prada, Jordans, Those all cars. of this other stuff. But let's let's take some time out and invest in the things that matter, like right. our marriages, like our families, like our health, right. you know, our spiritual life, like all of that, our relationships, that, that, that really matters. And that's where you're going to me. You will receive the greatest return on those things. That's good. You know, because as much as I may like clothes or whatever the case may be, I can only wear them one at a time. Right. <laughs> and those things can only bring you so much joy. Yeah. It's like you can have all the material items yep, that cars, you want all to. That. But if you're. If you can you're only home, drive one at a time. Right. <laughs> but, but if your home is not a happy one. Then what? What is? What is? What is all that? Right. Compared to your your happiness, your sanity, absolutely, your peace, absolutely. Is there peace in your home? Well, those things can't give you peace. No. The only thing that can the, I'm not even gonna say thing. The only person that can give us true peace is Jesus Christ. That's right. And I say that unashamedly, unapologetically. Yes. Is Jesus Christ is the only one that can bring you mm-hmm. peace. He said he will keep us in perfect peace if we keep our minds stayed on him. So if you're looking for peace or searching for peace, it's in Jesus. It is. You know. And you mentioned that the Holy Spirit is a counselor. Mm-hmm. And he truly is. And here's the thing. Do we think that the Holy Spirit's only mode of communication is in your mind or in your heart? Right. No, he talks through other people. Well, some people think the Holy Spirit is blah, 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 and all that stuff. But let's like... It's, <laughs> well, well, look, we believe in that. No, but, but I'm saying, but he's... He, but I, I feel like... But he's so much more than that. He's if so we read the word... Yes. I'm not saying that's incorrect, but it's not complete. Mm-hmm. Like, the Holy, the Holy Spirit is so much more. He's like, there are so many other aspects to me right. that you can take advantage of. Thank you. But, you know... Right. And you don't have to... Speak in tongues to have the Holy Spirit. You Nobody don't. says that. Right. When you accept Jesus Christ into your heart, you you you've got you've got him. You, mm-hmm. you have the deposit of the Holy Spirit in you right there. Right. And so let him be your counselor, but don't stop there. It's okay to go seek godly counsel like the word. Yes, godly counsel, guys. Yeah, let's we yes. want to definitely make sure we're specific on that. Godly, godly counselor. And that's also why we also need more believers. That are in that field. In that field, I agree. Christian counselors, one hundred percent. You know, I mean, what what a greater way than you go to counseling and you're dealing with something, and the Holy Spirit, who is the counselor, is able to give you counsel on 
or not on a situation that a couple or whatever that, you know, you may be facing with. I mean, to cooperate that and he wants to partner with us right. in life and everything. And so, yeah, I definitely we, we definitely have to make sure that we take advantage of counseling, godly yeah. counseling for I sure. I agree. And so um, as believers, I want to leave us with this scripture from Hebrews six nineteen. It says, this hope we have as an anchor of the soul. Come on now. But sure and steadfast and which enters the presence behind the veil. So it's like we have this hope. We do. It's like it anchors us. It anchors us down. So if you had any anxiety or or if you're like, you know what? A lot of those things that you, the two of you just talked about, I need to deal with. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, the, the those stigmas and those statistics of we suffer through it. Actually, no, I'm tired of suffering through it. It's <laughs> like, okay, I have this hope that I can actually do something about that. Right. You know? You're not and powerless. You're not powerless. Right? And so all these things we talked about, you, there's hope. <laughs> you can change. There's There's things that can that you can do to change your situation and your situation may not change immediately, but your mindset can. That's so good. That is so good. And that's what we, that's the hope we want to give you today is that, you know, you can be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's, that's just not just the word. Yes. You transform your mind with the word, but also transform your mind with things that are going to help you financially um, spiritually, physically, mm-hmm. all of those aspects, mm-hmm. you you have control the total over man. that. The total man, the whole man, mm-hmm. and that's what we're speaking to today. Um, you know, to our, our 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 people is you know you you can and not and even if you're not black and you're listening to this podcast, this is for everybody. This is for yeah, it's for <laughs> everybody. Know, it's for everybody. We want to help everybody, and right. we don't claim to be experts or nothing like that we're just sharing our hearts and our thoughts we pray that you guys enjoyed this and that you were able to get something out of it out of it and uh if you were please leave us a comment let us know or you know encourage us that we you know hopefully somebody's being uh blessed or you know their life is being made better by it so hey we'll keep doing it and we'll look forward to seeing you guys on the next podcast so Y'all have a great one. Hey, if you enjoy listening to our podcast, we ask that you write a review and share and subscribe. Yeah. We thank you so much for listening to With, With Love, Love, The Walters. Walters.